When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, the parents of Jesus brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The presentation of our Lord in the temple, the purification of St. Mary the Virgin, Candlemas, the fifth Sunday after Epiphany, and St. Blaise Day. Have you ever heard of a feast with more names? These are just the church names for today. We can add the secular name of Groundhog Day, which was last Friday, the actual day of the feast. Now the secular name trumps the sacred names even though the score is five to one. Five names for today, one name for Groundhog Day. But we all know a lot more and hear more about Groundhog Day than the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. All you have to do is go to the nearest Hallmark store, go to the cards and see how many cards you find celebrating Groundhog Day and how many cards you find celebrating the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's interesting that the secular day and its celebration is so much more complicated than the sacred day. There's such a contrast between the simple and clear acts of celebrating holy days like today, and trying to figure out what Punxsutawney Phil is doing. You have to know and remember all kinds of things to keep Groundhog Day. First of all, where in creation is Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania? And then, what's the celebration? Is the animal supposed to see his shadow, and that would be a good thing, or not see his shadow, and that would be a bad thing? Or, how many more weeks of winter do we have, and do we have them because he saw his shadow, or do we not have them because he did not see his shadow? It's complicated. It begins to erode any sense of a celebration, because it's so complicated. Contrast that with this, that secular celebration, with the simplicity of the feast that we keep this morning. It's the simplicity that draws me to the feast. The deep and profound history and the meaning of the feast is exemplified by the simple acts of our Blessed Mother Mary, her holy spouse Joseph, and the prophets Anna and Simeon. There's a way in which the simplicity of the acts actually emphasize the deep meaning of the feast. In the gospel, we see a very simple act. Mary and Joseph presenting the baby Jesus in the temple. Such a simple act, such a common act in those days that most people inside the temple and outside the temple probably didn't even realize that it was happening. 
What were Mary and Joseph doing? In the practice of the Jewish faith at the time, it was the law for every parent who had their first baby to go to the temple about 40 days after that firstborn male child had been born and they were supposed to present him to God in the temple at Jerusalem. This was the commemoration of God sparing the firstborn male children of the Israelites just before they left Egypt. Thousands thousands of years before. It took the angel of death to kill all of the firstborn male children of the Egyptians to turn the heart of Pharaoh and allow those Israelites to be free and to leave. The firstborn male children of the Israelites were spared by the smearing of blood over the doorpost that night. Hence, the Jewish rite of Passover. The angel of death passed over the Israelite houses, saving the firstborn male children, killing all the firstborn male children of the Egyptians. And if you read the Bible closely, it says the firstborn cattle of the Egyptians. To have the child freed, from that point on, all firstborn male children of the Israelites needed to be presented because they were all saved from the angel of death and given to God. God is the reason they were allowed to have the child. So to have the child back, to raise the child in this world and to know more about God, they went to the temple and presented the proper sacrifice. Two turtle doves, or if you couldn't afford two turtle doves, two pigeons were due. We know what pigeons are like. They're less expensive. (laughs) But you present the sacrifice and God blesses you back with that firstborn male child to bring him up in the world. That simple act was Mary and that, that's what Mary and Joseph were all about. That's why they were in the temple. It was an act of obedience. It was an act of thanksgiving. It probably happened regularly and often in the temple, but just think about what's behind the simple act. There's a whole history of the escape of the Israelites out of Egypt. There is the sparing of all the firstborn male children of the Israelites. There is the belief in the Jewish religion that God is the provider of all that is good, material and spiritual. Children, freedom, justice, and a homeland. The simple act carries all of that with it. It is the substance and truth about the belief of the Jewish people. The power of the story behind the presentation has to do with deep principles. It has to do with the law. It has to do with the prophets, with worship and sacrifice and redemption. These are the substance of religion. Even though this act is so simple, it is so profound. 
Mary and Joseph are giving themselves, and now they're giving the Savior of the world over to the law. The law which has sustained the people for thousands of years. They are living out through their obedience the redemption of things and people so that they can live righteously in this world. These are the weighty matters. Their whole story, the story of their people, come to the present and are preserved in those simple acts. The act may be simple, but what this means for the Christian religion, like its forerunner, the Jewish faith, is not simple at all. Here is the baby Jesus, only 40 days old, but in him is fulfilled the law, the prophets, and redemption itself. That is the significance and the substance of the whole Christian religion. There we have in this one scene from the life of Jesus, Anna and Simeon have the truth revealed to them simply by seeing Jesus and taking him into their arms. They know the truth before they die, that their redemption and the redemption of the whole world is in Jesus Christ. They now know by the presence of Jesus that their lives and the lives of anyone through belief in Jesus can be immortal. The Feast of the Presentation of Jesus Christ and the Purification of St. Mary the Virgin show us that when we practice our religion, we are showing the world that salvation is available in Jesus Christ. Just by doing what we're supposed to do to practice our religion, the world is going to know that Jesus is the source of redemption. Think of the simple practices that we keep, not necessarily here at church, although that's true, but the simple practices that we keep and we, and we witness all around us. Sunday by Sunday, you come to this beautiful place of worship to give thanksgiving for the redemption of your souls by Jesus' resurrection. A simple act, and yet it carries with it a goodness, it carries forgiveness, and it carries mercy. When we practice our religion at home by the simple acts of saying grace at meals, or reading the Bible privately, or with the rest of the family, we're showing simple acts, but we are revealing that this Jesus is why we do what we do and why we, our immortal souls depend only on him. In our life with Jesus and with our lives in Jesus, we too are presented to God. What will God see in us when we are presented before him? Because, you know, we are. We are presented to God every day by the power of the Holy Ghost living in us by virtue of our baptism. God is right there and we're presented to him. He's with us. 
every moment of the day. When we are presented in that way, does he see a life that is trying to follow Jesus as closely as we can? Am I growing closer and closer to Jesus in this life? Am I living out the plan of salvation in me right now? We are living a presentation daily. Will people see Christ in me when I'm presented to them? If he's in me and I go up to someone, I should be presenting Christ to them. Am I doing that? We're also preparing in this world to have our lives presented not only momentarily, each moment of our lives, we're going to be presented to him at the end of our earthly lives. Has my life been one that has followed what has already been revealed to me? These are the questions that will be answered at our own presentations. You know, Mary and Joseph didn't make up the presentation. They didn't get up one day and think that this would be a good idea. They had given themselves over to the law. We don't make up our religion. We do what is prescribed by the Holy Bible. And when we do, we find what Simeon and Anna found, that salvation of their souls is complete in Jesus Christ. We go where Mary and Joseph go, and that is to the temple. Welcome to the temple. We go where Mary and Joseph go because we come to parish churches like this one, offering thanksgiving, which is our sacrifice. We give thanks for the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross to free us and redeem us. You come here to offer yourselves in service to Christ through his church. You find here that by serving and building up the church, you are doing what's already been established as your religion. You're loving Jesus and trying to find ways that you can serve him. Your acts may be simple, like those of Mary and Joseph, but they have a significance behind them. And that is, Jesus Christ is the perfect sacrifice for the salvation of all souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.